Hey, thanks for joining us here at the Vineyard Church Podcast. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. There's a lot of great resources there that are free and will help you grow closer to God and help you connect with the church. Right now, let's go to our lead pastor, Chris Figueretti, for this week's message. Well, welcome to 2022, everyone. So great to be with you today. We are going to do a special sermon today. We're going to hop back into our series in Mark next week because we're not quite done yet. But this week, I'm going to do a kickoff the year message. Now, beginning of the year messages typically go something like this. If you want to have the best year ever, then you should. You should set some goals. You should you should have a plan. You need to exercise more and eat less. You probably ought to read your Bible every day and pray regularly, give regularly, and then it's going to be an awesome year. You know, it just, uh, you know, if you only had some goals, it would, you get to where you're going. Now, I'm all about goals, so please don't hear me saying I'm not, and I'm all about plans, but this is not that sermon, okay? This sermon this week, I want to do something a little bit different for the beginning of the year. I want to, I want to share some vision for where we're going, which I usually do at the beginning of the year. And I want to bring you into the loop on some things that are coming and invite you and actually call you into the action. Now, I firmly believe that this year, the best is yet to come. And I think in general, in life, that optimistic attitude and view of life that the best is yet to come is the way to go. In fact, it's one of our staff team core values, the best is yet to come. We've been saying that for, I don't know, 10 years around here. Uh, We've printed on t-shirts and mugs and everything else. But let me put a caveat to that. I I believe that the best is yet to come if you get in the game. If you Surrender your plan to Jesus, and you're flexible enough to roll with what he is up to. Now, here's what I can't promise you about 2022. I can't promise you that it's going to be a problem-free year. Um, I can't promise you that if you do this, this, and this, you have this goal and this plan, that everything's going to be up and to the right. There won't be any setbacks or anything like that. That's not biblical, that's not reality, that's not life, is it? We, I mean, we all lived enough life to know that there are problems. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. Now, he wasn't saying life is going to be a drag and everything's going to go wrong. What he was doing is he was acknowledging the fact that in this life, there will be trouble. And just because you're following him doesn't mean that everything's going to go great for you. That's just not biblical. He also said that people will hate you because they hate him. And so there are some people that are just not going to like you very much because you're one of his followers. That's just kind of life. Life has its ups and downs. 2022 will have its ups and downs. But, you know, I believe that it's going to be an amazing year if you're on God's team and in on what he is up to. But it might be a hard year. It might be an easy year. You might have a lot of triumphs. You might have a lot of defeats, probably a mixture of both. Usually most years go that way. As a church, we may gain more ground than we think we're going to, and we may take less ground than we think we're going to. I've lived long enough to know that life is not always easy, but sometimes it is. We'll see. I've also lived enough life to know that plans change. You know, uh, the Bible, this is, this is incredibly biblical. It's, it's, it's God's word to us um, that our plans do change. In Proverbs 16, 
9, the, the writer of Proverbs said this. He said, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. In other words, we can, we can make our plans, uh, we can have our goals, we can say this is my ideal future, we can visualize the ideal future, but ultimately God is going to determine what's going to unfold. Uh, it's, you know, uh, he, he'll mess with your plans. He messes with our plans. That's what he does. Um, and sometimes he fulfills our plans, and sometimes he takes us on a detour towards fulfilling our plans, and sometimes he has a different plan altogether. Now, how you handle that reality will determine how great your year is or how not great your year is. Uh, in James chapter four, the, the apostle James captured this same idea. He said this, now, now listen you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a while or for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. What James is getting at, what the writer of Proverbs is getting at and trying to teach us is a little bit of humility. Uh, the, the way we say this in West Virginia is, Lord willing and the crick don't rise, right? We're going to do this, this, or that. We've got this plan. This is going to happen. But you always tack on to the end of it, Lord willing or the crick don't rise. That's just living out this James scripture right here. And, and, and what James is teaching us is, I think, the secret to life. And that is not to not have plans or not have goals, but to hold them loosely and to walk humbly with our God, humility and surrender. See, and humility is maybe one of the most liberating, freeing principles of following God that you can learn. Um, and, um, and surrendering to his plan for your life. Now, some of you are control freaks. You have, want to control everything. Everything needs to go just how you have it, have it planned. This can set you free if you can learn this in here. See, when your plans get messed up, it doesn't mess with you when you know this. Let me say that again. When your plans get messed up, it doesn't mess with you. If God, if, if you are walking humbly with God and you are surrendered to his plan above your plan. <sighs> Guys, we are part of God's plan. That's how life works. He's not part of ours, all right? But so often what we try and do is we try and control God and make him fulfill our plans. About eight or nine years ago, we did a, we did a, a big campaign here at the church we called Next. And uh, it was, uh, we had a bunch of projects that we wanted to do. It, was, uh, it wasn't like Be the Blessing that we do every year. This was bigger. This was uh, a three-year capital campaign campaign. Um, and we had these projects that we wanted to do. One was we wanted to buy the warehouse up the street that we, we did buy, actually. Very quickly, we bought it, we remodeled it, and we called it the Outreach Outfitter. And for the last eight or nine years, we have been doing um, you know, all of our outreach out of there with storage. It, it has been a key 
part of the strategy of our church for the last eight or nine years. It was great. We got that done right away, checked that off the list, have been using it ever since. We also wanted to raise money to outfit churches out in the jungles of Vietnam with some, some uh, big screen TVs and computers and to bring something into these villages and, and basically bamboo huts um, that, that served as churches and whole villages would come together and they would be able to take the alpha course and, and uh, do, um, uh, have video venues. And uh, it was crazy, it was awesome. And we did that right away. But the biggest part of the next initiative was we wanted to raise money to plant campuses within about a half hour, 20 to 30 minute circle around Wheeling. And so we wanted, you know, one out be somewhere between St. Clairsville and, and Cambridge, one in Washington, one up in Weirton area, one down in Moundsville. And this was, this was the dream. But initially, the first one we were going to plant at the Highlands and it, because we were out of space at our, our campus on Warden Run. And so we did that. We did that pretty quickly. We launched the campus at the Highlands and it grew and we started reaching people in Western PA that we weren't meeting before. In fact, many of you here today are here because we had the campus at the Highlands and it was really, really cool. And before we had a chance to launch the other campuses, God messed with our plans. Now, our goals haven't changed. Our goal is to reach our community and our region, to plant churches, and, and we fully intend on doing that. But the path of getting there, we see we make our plans, God guides our steps. Well, he took us on a little detour. He opened up the opportunity to bring the Highlands and our Warden Run campus together, because we were kind of out of space at Warden Run again, and to, to bring them together uh, at the Capitol and opened up an opportunity that we just could not have made happen. It was God guiding our steps and God messing with our plans. Now, that said, he's been preparing us for, for that, I believe, for that, that vision, that plan. Ultimately, it's up to him. We are set up better to do that now than we've ever been. And so I, I do expect that to come in the future. Um, but then we were at the, at the, um, at the Capitol and COVID hit. Now, I don't know if you were planning for a worldwide pandemic, but I know I wasn't. It was not, it was not my plan. Uh, who could have predicted that? But again, we make our plans, but God guides our steps. And none of us have a crystal ball, do we? <clears throat> but here's what I know, and here's what I have learned over these years. And, and that is this, if I will surrender humbly surrender my plans to God and allow him to guide my steps, reprioritize my goals, I will end up where I'm supposed to be. We as a church will end up where we're supposed to be. And here's the beautiful part of this. The journey is so much better if you just accept this. It is full of love instead of angst. It's, it makes life rich because you know you're in on what God is doing and you're in on it with people that you're not like stressing out because you're trying to make something happen that God isn't doing. Guys, as we sit here at the precipice of, of um, 2022, we have a ton of stuff to celebrate. You know, the, the journey hasn't gone as I, I envisioned it step by step. Uh, but again, I believe we're in a better place now than we ever could have been if we, if we hadn't been just in for the journey with Jesus. You know, two years into COVID, 
our church is reaching more people than we were reaching before COVID. We have a 50-person campus in East Wheeling that is primarily reaching homeless folks that we had never even dreamed about um, that God brought out of, of, of COVID and guided our steps towards that. Our online attendance is somewhere between six and eight times what it was before COVID. We've got hundreds and hundreds of people attending church online every weekend. Our in-person attendance is growing um, and uh, and guys, we couldn't have planned that. We're, we are reaching more people. We are having greater impact now than we did before COVID. And that is not the case for most churches. But we stayed flexible and we stayed committed to following God and we stayed engaged, asking the questions. And again, we made plans along the way. We looked at what potentially could come and made our, our best guesses prayerfully, but made our best guesses and then trusted God to guide our steps and didn't get stressed out about it. And here we find ourselves. You know, uh, a lot of people are asking, what does 2022 look like for the vineyard? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What's, what's going to happen? And, uh, and so I just want to address some of those things because I think it's going to be an exciting year, God willing, and the crick don't rise. I think some amazing things are going to happen this year. Um, on, one of the questions is, are we going to go back to the Capitol Theater? Uh, and the answer is probably. We're planning on it. Uh, we left this facility on Warden Run Road, not because we don't love it here. We love it here. This is home. This has been our church, church building for 24 years. It's comfortable. It's homey. Uh, it's easy and all of that. But if you ever allow a building to determine your reach as a church, you're dead. Like we can't do that. And our reach is directly impacted by our ability to accommodate new people. And if we can't accommodate new people, then we can't just stay where we are. So the plan is, and looking at the trends of attendance and watching COVID, because who knows what variant's coming out tomorrow that's going to disrupt everything. We just don't know. But looking over the last few months, my guess is sometime this year, we're going to make the jump back to the Capitol Theater. And it's going to be fantastic. Now, um, if you remember, when we moved to the Capitol Theater initially, several years back, if you weren't around then, we did. We were meeting here. We moved downtown to the Capitol Theater. We purchased the Kaufman Building, which is down the street a little bit, uh, as an insurance policy for children's ministry because we recognized that the ballroom was very limited in space and we would run out of children's space long before we would run out of adult space and that was going to be a choke point. So we bought the, the Kaufman building. It was not terribly expensive as an insurance policy so we had some place to go if we needed to with children's ministry. Now, it was less than ideal as far as location and it certainly needed a lot of work but there was the only option available at the time. Well, since then, another option has come up. And so we moved on that other option. And we are in the process of selling the Kaufman building. So I want you to know the Kaufman, if, if we end up on the front page of the newspaper again, the Kaufman building, we are in the process of selling that. And we purchased and now own what is called the Ohio Valley building. It's directly across the street from the Capitol on the way from the parking garage to the Capitol Theater. Uh, it's what was formerly the Children's Museum building on the corner of 10th 
and Main Street, and it goes all the way to Market Street. It's a block-long building. It's so cool. It's a huge building. There's some tenants in there that help pay for it, and um, and uh, it is uh, usable. Uh, and our plan is to renovate it. We're working with an organization out of California called Plain Joe Studios that does design work for these, these kind of projects and for churches. They're mostly Disney Imagineers who have moved from that field over into working with churches and doing this kind of design. And we're gonna make it a children's wonderland, uh, a destination point so kids will bring their, ki their parents to church on Sunday morning. We're planning to grow, guys. We're planning on reaching our community for Christ because that's what we're here to do. So that's going on this year. Uh, also, if you remember back all the way back to the end of November, we did our Be the Blessing weekend. And uh, just want to give you a little bit of information on what's going on with that, because a lot of those projects are going to be unfolding now this year. We uh, upped our goal from $25,000 to $300,000. And in a month, you guys have come together to give over $340,000 in one month's period of time. I, I mean, for me, that gives me goosebumps, not because I'm into money, but because it just, it's like God is just providing abundantly and we're all along for the ride and I love that. Because of that, we are able to move forward with every project. Uh, we started this week looking for a house for the Hope Center, we sent them a check, Hope Center Ministries, we sent them a check for $250,000 this week. Um, that is going. They have a, um, a director all picked out, a guy they've been working with for 10 years because they're going to make this a regional hub for Hope Centers. Uh, they are, and we'll be up and running with a residential faith-based rehabilitation program for men within five to eight months. So September at the latest, I'm being told, God willing, and the crick don't rise, right? And, and I love this model. I love this ministry. It's not our ministry. It's a hope center. It's not a vineyard rehab center. It's a hope center ministry. We just seeded the money to be able to do this kind of ministry in our community. They're going to hire the people. They're going to do the work. They're, gonna, they're doing all of that. But the, these, the folks who are involved mostly will be from our community in our area. They'll be a part of our church. Their families will be a part of our church. We offer the pastoral support and the, and the, the community that people need to stay sober and, and clean in, in, in the long run. It's going to be amazing. I love it. I love it, I love it. We also are able to uh, and have actually started uh, with the leadership of Feed My Sheep Ministries, Feeding Street Children in Costa Rica. Um, we have, uh, I, I shared at our Be the Blessing weekend that there was a, there's a ministry in Costa Rica for, that's been feeding street children for the last 15 years, uh, and the leadership was moving on, and they asked us if our church would be willing to take on the leadership of the ministry. And through a a whole series of trips and prayer and everything else, we decided that that was what we were supposed to do. Well, I shared that on our Be the Blessing weekend in November. I got a call the next day from somebody in the church who said, tell me more about that. So I did. I told them about the, the kids and the people who are working it down there and the church that, that we're partnering with. 
And, uh, and he said, well, I want to write the check for that. And so that was like day one of Be the Blessing. I'm like, all right, feed my sheep, taken care of. We're good to go. It was awesome. It was that kind of stuff that was going on around this whole, this whole initiative this year. Now, in, in just a couple of weeks, I'm going down to Costa Rica to sign paperwork and switch bank accounts and take care of the legalities of all of that. In the future, uh, later on this year, we're going, or God willing, in the creek don't rise, we're going to do a child sponsorship program so you can connect with one kid and help make sure that they got the food that they need. And we're even talking with a with our youth department and, and planning a, uh, a mission trip down there for high school and college students over the summer to do a, a VBS style, a week long camp for the kids at the church that we're working with. So it's, it's exciting stuff coming with Feed My Sheep. Um, we're also working on a, a faith-based after-school program at Madison. That kicks off at the end of January. Um, they have an after-school program, kind of a government after-school program every day of the week, but Fridays. And so we can go in on Fridays, rent the space, teach the kids about Jesus, and just give them a, a great experience with lots of volunteers who will love them well. That's getting ready to kick off because of that. Our basketball camp is gonna be happening in February again at the House of the Carpenter with the same kids. It's kind of a basketball clinic. We've got some great coaches who are, who are leading that, and that is just a phenomenal program. Um, so that's going to be kicking off here in January. we got mentoring kicking off soon at, at Madison and with new classroom mentoring as well as one-on-one -on -one mentoring. And then there's the program that we, uh, we didn't have on the radar. I mean, we had been talking about it, but we didn't have it finalized for Be the Blessing. So I didn't share it for Be the Blessing. Um, it's called uh, Windshape. Windshape is a, is a program that uh, the uh, owners of Chick-fil-A, the Kathy family, so uh, Truett Kathy started Chick-fil-A and his kids did different projects with, with all this money that Chick-fil-A makes. And so they started this thing called Windshape to develop youth and kids to be, to be leaders in, in the next generation. And uh, they have a camping program down in Georgia and all of that. Well, several years back, they started doing something what they call wind-shaped day camps. And they hire a bunch of college students and they travel all over the country and they set up in communities and do a week-long day camp that will blow your mind. I mean, it's like, you know, you think of day camp, you go to the pool and swim for six hours and your kid comes out as a prune, you know, but you had somebody watch your kid. This is, I mean, they're, they're, it's, there's flags and it's... Awesome. It's going to be like these kids have never seen anything like it. Well, well, they had an opening and they were willing to come to Wheeling. In fact, they came up uh, after we did our Be the Blessing weekend and met with us and we talked about the possibilities and it looked like a really cool thing. The, the, and they wanted to do it here and we wanted to do it with them and we were talking back and forth about, you know, what, what would it take? And here's the rub. Here's the rub. The rub is in Atlanta, a day camp costs between $300 and $350 a week. In Wheeling, West Virginia, a day camp costs $120 a week. Okay, big, big difference. They, their, their cost is kind of in the middle. It's around $225 a week. But we're like, well, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to raise some scholarship money to make that work in our economy and 
and what's going on here. It would be a real deal in Atlanta here. It's, it's a bit of a stretch. So I, I did some quick napkin math and figured out we're going to need to raise about $25,000 to make this work. And I was like, I don't know. We, I mean, we just did be the blessing. Um, I can't go back and say, oh, yeah, but there's one more thing. We need another. You know, I didn't want to do that. And, and uh, so the next day, I'm having a conversation with somebody. And they're like, what happened with Be the Blessing? Are, are we close? And I said, hey, we've actually hit our goal. It's amazing. Just you know, blown away. We hit our goal. And they said, well, I didn't get to write my check yet. And I said, well, we do have this other thing. <laughs> you know, and told them about Windshape and gave me a check for $20,000. So we're doing Windshape. I mean, this is just, guys, I've, I've never seen anything like this. This is just, just amazing. So we're going this summer, uh, I believe the first week, in, first or second week in August, we are going to do a windshake camp in Wheeling, West Virginia. If you've got kids age five to eighth grade, you're going to want them plugged in and a part of this camp. And uh, we're going to impact the lives of hundreds of kids. It's going to be a phenomenal outreach for the church. Uh, and I think a real difference maker in the lives of the kids we get to impact through doing that. So very, very excited about that. I don't know about you, but I love being part of a church that is doing stuff. I love being a part of the church that's having an impact that's not afraid to get out there and risk a little bit. A forward-thinking, big-dreaming, big-doing, risk-taking, God-fearing, people-loving, gospel-proclaiming church. I love it. I hope you like it too. I, I hope you love it, and I hope that you will continue to be a part of this church. And as we sit here at the beginning of 2022, I want to invite you into the action. There's many of us who have been content to kind of sit on the sidelines, come on Sunday morning, hear a sermon, kind of you know worship God, and, and those are all good things. But there's no such thing, as I read the Bible, there's no such thing is a Christian that just kind of sits on the sidelines. Following Jesus requires full engagement. And I want to invite you to do that right now. I want to invite you to bring your plans and your goals, your dreams, hold them loosely and see where God takes you this year. Regardless of, the, of whether it's an easy year or a hard year, it'll be a rich year. I can promise you that. And, uh, and I'm not going to ask you to, to give more money. Like, 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 you guys have been outrageously generous. I mean, I will always challenge us as Jesus followers to be live open-handed, generous lives because that's what he's called us to, and there's life in that, to, to be generous both spontaneously and intentionally, but that's not what this message is about. There's two things that I want to call us to this year, at the beginning of this year. And I believe that these two things will make a difference in your life this year, and they will make your life make a difference this year. And the first thing that I want to call you to and challenge you to prioritize in your life is community and connection with other people. You know, our, our leader, that would be Jesus, he had a group of 12 guys that he hung out with. It was his community. And in that group, he had three that he was especially close to. And when he was really, really under it or um, had something special to share, he would share it with those three. Um, but those were his people. Those were his, those were his support. And if the God of the universe needs that, how much more so do we? We have a core, one of our core values as a church is all people need 
people. And the way we, we facilitate that in a practical way is through life groups. Um, we've learned over the years that if you start as a, as a life group, you start as a Bible study and you stay engaged, you'll end up as friends. And, uh, and you kind of need both. We've learned that if, 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 if you will take what you're hearing on Sunday morning and, and, and if we can give you some notes that kind of supplement that and you can use that in your, your quiet time throughout the week, and then you can get together with a group of people and talk about it and, and, and share what it means to you and how you apply that to your life, that all of a sudden it goes from information that we hear up here on Sunday morning to actually transforming our lives. And over time, what you'll find is that you'll have friends, not just any friends, because, I mean, we live in the Ohio Valley. Like most of us have lived here our whole lives and we know people, we have connections with people. But do you have a connection with people who are on the same spiritual journey that you're on? Because that's important if you want to grow and change spiritually. Over COVID, I I was not in a life group. I mean, I work at a church, and so my, the staff team were kind of a, a life group. I mean, we do life together. We pray for each other. I mean, it's one of the perks of being a pastor, I guess. Um, and it's, it's really sweet. But I was not in a formal life group. We were doing church at home because we were doing that instead of life groups. So, so when life groups started up again in the fall, I, I started a group with a group of guys one morning a week. And I can't tell you how much it has meant to me and how much... I didn't even know what was missing until I re-engaged. And over the course of the last semester, we have, we have become friends. We have begun to share life. And, and, uh, and I think we're just getting started. And it, it makes life rich. And regardless of whether we're struggling and dealing with hard things or things are going well, I know there's this, this group of people and there's this place where, where we share life together, where we continue to grow. And life is good even if life isn't good. Now, our life groups start at the end of this month. Uh, the catalog comes out next week, and I want to encourage you when it does to pick one up, find a group that fits your schedule and station of life, and get involved. So the first thing I want to challenge you to is connection. Second thing I want to challenge us all to is service. There's no such thing in the Bible as a non-serving Christian we live in a consumer culture where we're very content to sit and be served, but the whole idea of being a follower of Jesus is being a servant of others, and I want to call you to engage in that. I think COVID has jacked this up across our culture because people are afraid to make plans. They are afraid to make a commitment because you don't never know what's going to get blown up or what's going to happen. And we've become more kind of introverted and we're content sitting at home. We don't want to have, make a commitment that would require us to be somewhere. Guys, as followers of Jesus, we've got to get past that. That's something we have to consciously choose. I call it post-COVID commitment syndrome, and you need to get past that. And we've got some phenomenal opportunities to serve and make a difference with your life in the lives of others in our church. If you like kids, we've got a children's ministry that goes on on Sunday morning and programming that's going on throughout the week that you can get involved with. If you like youth, high school students, or God bless you, middle school students, we've got a gathering of about 70 to 80 uh, youth every Sunday night here at the church that need mentors and people who will love them and listen to them and walk with them and teach them about Jesus. 
If you like college students, we got a group of, I don't know, 70 or so college students who show up on Wednesday night and need mentors and people to walk and do like, they need, they have questions and, and they're wide open and they're not as scary as youth. So I'm just saying, um, we have opportunity in the, in the arena of production and worship arts. You don't have to know how to run a camera or a computer or lights or any of that. We can teach you how to do all of that. What you need is a heart to serve other people and, uh, and a, the willingness to say, I'm in. I'm going to come and I'm going to learn. We'll teach you all about that. And it's actually really a whole lot of fun. And if you, uh, if you have a heart to welcome people, then uh, we, our hospitality and first impressions team would love to have you. We, um, we had a memorial service for one of my dear friends, uh, Patty Crutchfield, who passed away last month. She has been the, the face of hospitality in this church for as long as I've been here, 27 years. Um, I'm here today because I walked in this church and Patty gave me a hug. And I've talked to others who have said the same thing unsolicited. Uh, and I knew I was home and I knew I would be missed when I wasn't here. And uh, that warm welcome uh, care, we need, we need an army of people to do that. You don't have to be a hugger. You could be a handshaker. But if you can make people feel welcomed, and it makes a huge difference. And there are a bunch of ways you can serve in that ministry. If you like to pray for people and care for people, we've got opportunities for you. Or you could lead and or host a life group. That's a possibility too. There's a lot of opportunities. And I want you to, on your Connect card, if online, you can fill it out online. If you're, uh, you can check it off on the, on the Connect card. Sign up to serve in some of these areas. And then you can pick one. You don't have to do all of them, but pick, pick a couple that seem interesting to you. And we'll follow up with you and we'll get you plugged in. Guys, goals, weight loss, health, all of that stuff, those things come and go. But these things, these things make life rich. They do. So next week, next week, we're back into Mark. We've got four weeks left. Then we're going to launch into a new series called Freedom from Fear. And that'll take us to around Easter time. And then we are launching into another big book of the Bible study that is going to be so fun. It's going to be an epic adventure. I'm not going to tell you what it is but stay tuned. Buckle up, guys. God willing, and the crick don't rise, this is going to be a year to remember. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your hand upon our church, your hand upon our lives, for the, for the vision that you've given us for the future and the fact that you hold that in your hands, God. We invite you to guide and direct our church, to guide and direct our lives, Lord, and to make 2022 an amazing year in your name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us here at The Vineyard. It's our greatest desire to see you find and follow God, and we hope that this podcast has helped you do just that. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. Again, thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time.